it's Jack and Kane, and welcome for another edition of the Pokemon Go Fireside Chat. Promise we're going to get into some timeless editorials eventually, but I'm, for right now I'm just taking the inspiration to do these where I can, and recording the past few of GoFest speculations slash thoughts and opinions finally gave me the inspiration, maybe just the fact that I was actually doing editorials kind of made me want to finally get the motivation to go back to this idea of talking about Gibble Community Day. Definitely not going to get out by the time Gibble Community Day starts at this point, but I can at least record my pre-Gibble Community Day thoughts now, so we can have a little before and after discussion on the topic. We'll be having like a little before and after this way. I can get my excitement, everything I'm looking forward to with this Community Day out now, Versus how the event actually went for me and how I felt about it afterwards. Along with any worries I might have about the community or at least the impact that it will have on my gameplay going forward. And then like after we have Gibble Community Day, see if I actually had anything to worry about. Before I lay the groundwork of what we should be expecting for this community day, let me re-emphasize why after pretty much taking a hiatus, doing retrospectives on Community Days for so long why I felt inspired to actually talk about Gibble Community Day for so long that when I would normally give up an idea for GoFest, it manages to hang on long enough for me to actually get the inspiration to podcast again with that previous GoFest stuff. First word that we got on the GoFest Community Day was a tweet that, so simple to the point, I believe I can recite it from memory. Trainers. Gibble Community Day. June 26th. That's the tweet. That was their tweet. And overall, I think they got the reception that they were hoping for from that tweet. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about all the different angles later. But we've gotten more news about the event itself since then, so why don't I go over that first. Sunday, June 26th from 11 to 5 p.m. local time is going to be arguable community day. Fairly objectively, one of the best community days I believe we've had since frickin' Rhyhorn Community Day itself, which I feel feels, which has definitely been at least a year ago, if not more so. Got your typical community day stuff. More of the Pokemon in the wild, better odds of the shiny. Evolve it up for a special move up to during the event or two hours afterwards. This community day move is going to be Earth Power, which actually does give Guard Chomp a bit of a boost as a ground type. Actually enough to make it, it was already a fairly viable ground type, and it's small, as small of a boost as it is, it's enough to make it one of, if not the best ground type attacker in raids at the very least. Plus, depending on who you ask, it might have some PvP use as well. You got your typical take snapshots, and you get Foldabomb by the community Pokemon. You got their box. This one features like 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Incense, 5 Lucky Egg. I think like the combination of Incense and Lucky Eggs is almost enough to like make it a fair deal. Like it's not quite the value in of itself, but if you add the Elite Charge TM being something that you really want. All I'm saying is that they've gotten better with these particular bundles. They used to be a lot worse and even even when I'm not interested in them, I just gotta take a minute to appreciate that. On Tangent Keep Up Traditions, you got your typical at this point dollar bonus special research that ties into the community day. 
And the bonuses for everyone for the community day are times three catch EXP and instance lasting for three hours long. Does make me wonder if we're ever gonna go back to a time frame where the focus is on lures over incense. At least in our area, things are slowly getting back to normal. But I do enjoy the direction with the incense over the incubator. I mean the lures. Wouldn't mind if they like brought both in once the entire world felt comfortable enough to encourage large group community play or whatever holding them back at this point. Now, the big reason why I wanted to do an editorial on this in the first place was to try to capture my initial thoughts and feelings when we first have the announcement. Since it's been so long, all I really have to go by is a post I made on Instagram. So I'll be reading it for word for word, hoping that like the summary triggers some additional thoughts I had in mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> the little... I forgot about just how excited I was about the little things tied in this community because the first line I have here, I'm actually a little more hype about actually getting a June date community day more than two weeks in advance than I am of Pokemon itself. And that's not meant to like be a jab at Gibble. I was, and I still am excited for Gibble community day, but it's just amazing in of itself that they, mind you, this announcement came before we actually got Swabble Community Day, and feels like for the past few months they were like waiting until the very last minute to give us any detail, day drop, Pokemon, anything. And then we, like this we actually get a month in advance, and that just made me excited in of itself. And there has been times in the past that they've given us like several months knows in the past, but then they actually drop, name drop the Pokemon that's going to be featured in the community as well? That, I was really excited about that. I missed the days that we actually got advance notice on community day dates. And the Pokemon name drop just makes me more excited. I do fully acknowledge that probably the only reason they gave us a, they revealed Gibble itself so early was they probably just because of how underwhelming the community was taking Swabble Community Day in of itself. Maybe I'm just speaking like from my first initial impressions. And this is coming from someone that actually ended up enjoying Swabble Community Day. Oh yeah, I did do a retrospective on Swabble Community Day. I just remembered that. But like, especially because it felt like the community day before, it felt like we were slowly getting back towards the type of Pokemon that we really wanted out of Community Day. Swabble just felt a little underwhelming in between. It turned out to be a fantastic Community Day. Spoiler alerts to that retrospective if you haven't listened to it already. But at the time, I can imagine them just wanting to like, if they had the community ready anyways, just figured that revealing it a little early would do more good than harm. But I do appreciate it even if it felt like they felt forced to. They obviously weren't forced to, but I can imagine them feeling like we gotta do something to get people excited for community days and the Swablu may not be, we're a little worried the Swablu thing may not be doing the trick. And yeah, that whole first paragraph is just me going on about just like, I'm happy they're actually giving us the fans notice on community days again. Hopefully they don't stop with that. And I haven't, that's not even like to downplay the Pokemon. Gibble community day is hype. It's like the penultimate Pokemon people wanted from a community day. The main people who didn't want that sort of thing were people that worry about rarity. But that's a conversation of itself. I'm not sure if I want to get into it now. Cause I might end up being a real, little bit too resentful if I do actually go down that path. I, for now, I just want to acknowledge that there were people that might have been disappointed because they may have been concerned about the rarity of the shiny Gibble or guard chomps that they already had. Again, not sure if I want to dive into that right now for their sake. It does tie into the one concern that I do have for Gibble community in and of itself. It's not about the rarity of the Pokemon. I could care less if people had one 
or 10 million shiny gibbles. I never really understood the trading market. My concern with doing a community day of a rare Pokemon is, will I still be able to enjoy that gameplay loop of going out to walk, just happening to stumble upon a Gibble by happen chance, and be excited for it, not even be worried about the IVs or if it's shiny or not, just be happy with the fact that it exists because it gives me more candy for a long-term goal of actually getting the Gibbles or Garchomps I have up to the proper level. They feel at just the right rate to not feel impossible to find like a Dino or an Axnew, but not common enough to the point where you lose the excitement of getting a new one. Plus just this viability gives me a reason to care because I'm sure there's Pokemon that have felt like they've had a similar rate of or I've had a similar rate of encountering them in the wild, but because I actually I actually care about the Gibble hunt or getting the Gibble candy because I know I'm actually going to use the guard trump I have at the end of the candy hunt. Obviously having a non-stop flood of Gibbles for six hours would change that. So it's not that I don't want Gibble Community Day. I'm still as excited about it as ever. I'm just concerned of what's going to happen to that gameplay loop once this community day is done and over. I've seen the argument that, well, we'll just replace it with another rare Pokemon like Axu or Dino. But while they could have the rarity to replace Gibble, I've always been concerned if they have the functionality to replace it. Because let's be honest, Dragon types are a dime a dozen in Pokemon Go. And while Garchomp does somehow manage to be a powerful dragon type despite all that, what makes its viability so special is its ground typing. There's far less ground types, especially of the base power of a Garchomp. That's the only reason I'm concerned if I'll still be excited for Gibble after the community date. It's already happened in the past with some other very significant, powerful, viable Pokemon that I should still be excited for, but I just haven't felt the same way about since their community date. Tyranitar is the main example that comes to mind, like, after Larvitar Community Day, even back when that was a three-hour things, and all the stuff featuring Larvitar we've had since then, even though, even though it should still be a viable rock type, as Community Day move still, like, is one of the best moves to have for it, I don't get excited about Larvitar anymore. Felt like a lot of other people were the same way, which was why they replaced the whole three excellent fro in a row research, with Gibble, remember when it used to be Larvitar and people just didn't care about that research anymore? And how much more people were excited about it when Gibble did replace it? Granted, in Larvitar's case, it doesn't help that Rhyperior pretty much replaced it as a viable rock-type attacker. And I know I'm focusing so much on the rating side and not the PvP side, but let's be real here. The majority of the people in the Pokemon Go community that are actually going to care about power and movement, etc., a good chunk of them probably never touched PvP before, and raiding is what gets them excited. Getting back in the sub-tangent though, a better example would be Metagross. I have not been excited about Beldum the same way since before its community date. It's kind of it's kind of like with Flavitar where I'm just like, oh, neat, and I'm not rushing out of my way to get it, but at least I'm at least not mad to see it. I'm just more indifferent, and like ever since like Beldum community day and getting my Metagross powered up in that. I'm just not hyped about them anymore. doesn't matter that I still need Candy XL for both of them to actually max it out again. 
now that they've increased the level. I'm content with the power that my Triantars and Metagrosses are. In fact, I feel like I still have too many Triantars, but I just don't have the heart to transfer them with how much I invested in them in the past. That's all I really mean. That's the only reason I'm a little concerned with how I'm going to feel about Garchomp after Gibble Community Day. I'm hesitant to keep talking about it because I can't emphasize enough that I am looking forward to Gibble Community Day. Even if it does end up that just I stop caring about Gibble at all after this community day. Those six hours of Gibble spawns are going to be some of the most fun six hours I've had in a good long time. And it's probably worth it. I just don't know if Nanak's going to have a Pokemon that'll take the role that Gibble used to have for me. We're running out of strong, unique Pokemon that they can just casually throw in the wild and not upset the community if they're rare. And while they certainly have even rarer Pokemon they could bring down the Gibble's level, again, I don't know if they'll have the same impact on PvP, raid meta, specifically the raid meta, but even in the lore since PvP that Garchomp has had. Only Pokemon I can think of off the top of my head is Larvesta, only because it's well known for being a pretty powerful fire and bug type Pokemon. But I guess I'm also just kind of bringing it up just for the sake of conversation doesn't really do too much good dwelling on it, the what-ifs. I've been enjoying this game so long as is, I'm sure it'll come up with something. And I guess considering from past community days how even if you do play six whole hours, it just barely, depending on your luck, it can get you just barely or just barely not enough candy XL to max out one Pokemon. I guess I could all, if I really want to hunt the Gibbles that badly, I can always lean on the Candy XL to max out a second one. After all, it is the ideal candidate for a community day. It is the Pokemon to bring back the levels of hype excitement that like Rhyhorn Community Day and some of the older community days that feature pseudo-legendary Pokemon like Larvitar, Metagross, even Dratini back when that was first thing. Bagon was a huge one back in the day because it it was, and to some degree still is, one of the best Dragon-type Pokemon in the game just because of its community move. So I can't complain. I can talk about concerns, but I cannot complain about Gibble Community Day. There's too much good that's going to come out of this community day. It's barely a tip of a fingernail worth of worry in the grand scheme of things. Plus, I think it's going to be the first community day that I actually go out to the big area that I used to play at that gets me the most stuff out of Pokemon Go. So I'm really excited for Gibble Community Day, if only for that. Now, I think I've like speculated on Gibble Community Day way longer than I thought it would be. It's late, I haven't eaten. So I'm going to do that. When we meet again, it should, it'll probably be after Gibble Community Day, and I get to tell you about like all the candy, all the candy I've gotten for Gibbles. Maybe another hundle or two along the way, and the um, shiny haul that I get to enjoy. Slowly transition my shinies over to Pokemon Home, even though I keep getting Community Day shinies at a faster rate than Pokemon Home will let me transfer them. And overall, just have a good time. Have all the joy in the world over such a great day. Looking forward to sharing those moments with you all. See you then.
we're back, 24 hours after Gibble Community Day. Honestly, I wanted to do it a little sooner than this, but been pretty tired all yesterday, and even a little bit into today. Better late than never, I suppose. It's a rate I'm editing and probably won't be out until the following week anyways. I guess before I go into my personal experience with Community Day, because oh boy, I certainly got a lot out of it, I can follow up on some points that I made beforehand. Like, I just want to clarify some of the doubts that I had going into Gipple Community Day. Big one being, I keep going back and forth if it was actually fair to compare Larvitar and Metagross to Gibble. Because for one, with Tyranitar, it's not really a relevant, it's not really the best rock type anymore. Still a good budget option, or like if you don't want to invest in like Tyranitar or some of the other stuff, you can, st no one's going to get mad at you for using a Smackdown, Stone Edge, Tyranitar, but there's better options these days. So between the fact that it didn't become relevant until Community Day, and the fact that since Community Day, better rock-type options for the racing has to pop up and all that, that alone didn't make it really a fair comparison to Garchomp, who was a pretty prominent rock, prominent ground-type, even before his Community Day move, and right now it still stands the best with his ground-type move. And similar thing with the Metagross I brought it up, it is the best steel type. It still is the best steel type. If you don't already have one, it's always good to raise up one, and I can imagine people who are still, like, needing the Beldum candies and all that, enjoying a Metagross or a Beldum. I guess it's just that steel doesn't get too many opportunities to pop up in the raid scene. And this isn't, I'm just talking fully on the raid scene, because like in PvP and that, there's still definitely situations for all of these to shine. I don't know, those things that we're get, putting into Seeds of Doubt, I keep going back and forth of why, like a Larvitar no longer excites me, or why a Beldum no longer excites me. And I got a feeling a lot of it's objective anyways, so I'm not going to dwell too much more on it. And heck, with the way Gibble Community Day went for me, who knows, maybe I won't actually ever need to care about hunting for Gibbles again. I think Candy XL, as we'll get into later, will be enough of an incentive for me to keep going. But it's kind of more of a self-driven thing. Because I honestly, like, unless you're doing Master Link... There's not really a reason to care about powering up a Pokemon all the way to level 50. But then again, my quote-unquote Gibble Drive, the gameplay loop, that especially the previous season where they were one of the feature spawns, the loop that created in the perfect amount of rarity was more of a self-imposed thing anyways. Like, I mean the rarity and value of Gibble was not, but my enjoyment of finding them, I suppose. Let me just talk a bit about the community day itself, and maybe you'll get what I mean. Hey, better late than never. 
Now for the part where I talk about how Gibble Community Day went. Starting off with, there was something special about this Community Day, beyond the fact that it was Gibble. This was the first Community Day in almost a year, rounds up to a year, that I've been to pretty much the best area to play Pokemon Go in the general local area for me. So I was kind of playing on a nerf. You know, pandemic and complicated things made me want to try to push more towards playing in rural areas rather than urban areas. But now that I'm fully vaccinated, I've kind of felt more comfortable to actually play in the more urban areas, even if I'm out just outside the whole time. So I thought going there on a community day would be the perfect time to do so. And of course, lined up that Gibble community day would be the one that I went up there for. I played for the full six hours, and lucky for me, it was weather boosted the whole time. If it wasn't sunny out, then it was during a time period where there was a light breeze that made it windy, both matching up with the typing of Gibble. So I'm real appreciative that that lined up, and kind of made the fact that it was so freaking hot out, and I needed to bring like a dozen bottles of water with me all the worthwhile. To get some stats of just how well things went, I did some math and it seems like I have 1,258 Gibbles, caught 1,137 of them, ending the day with a shiny count of 47. For candy, I did the math of how many candies I had after I evolved everything I wanted for the community they move, as well as an approximation of how much candy I spent doing those evolutions. So that's 5,109. 5, aka 5,109 Gibble candies after the evolutions spent about 1,025 on the evolutions. So that's over 6,000 Gibble candies over the course of a community day. In addition, I got 450 Gibble XL, Gibble candy XL, out of the whole ordeal. And technically, like the candy count's gonna keep climbing because one, I did, I did a little trick from the internet where instead of catching any gibbles I got from field research on community day, I just ran and quote unquote stacked them because as I'm recording this, the following Tuesday is going to be a spotlight hour featuring catch candy as a bonus, so I'm going to clear out that all the field research I've been holding on to getting double candies from all that, including the gibbles along the way. Secondly. I hoarded a lot of Gibbles. Excluding my shinies, I currently have over 500 Gibbles just sitting up in space in my storage. Now I do have a purpose for them eventually. When I can actually get around to meeting up with friends and doing trades, I'm going to plan on swapping them because I played in a different area they did. It should be far enough of a distance to actually get maybe two candies out of it instead of just one when trading. And then I think the following Tuesday, the feature bonus of the Spotlight Hour is double transfer candy, so get double Gibble candy from that. Yeah, actually think about it, like a lot of the Gibbles I still have are like in the thousands and 900 CP range because I transferred like all the really low ones already, like anything below 600. So not only am I going to get quite a bit more candy XL from trading with people, hopefully, but when I'm transferring the Gibbles for the double candy, I'm definitely going to get a good bunch of Gibble XL. Eh, with how high they are, 
and like freaking having over 500 like i wouldn't be surprised if i didn't get at least 100 gibble candy xl just from transferring all of them in of themselves so we'll see we'll see just how it goes and it does dance around the question of if i actually reach a point where i don't need to care about gibble anymore a worry that i kind of brought up in the pre-community day talk but i'll dive more into that near the end of the podcast because i want to talk more about it anyways especially because i took some time to reflect on the things i was saying earlier especially related to like my fears for Gibble Community Day, considering how past Community Days, or should I say how I've treated Community Day Pokemon that featured rare or valuable things after the Community Day. So, pl- th- first of all, the most Candy XL I ever gotten from a single Community Day. Definitely enough to max out a Garchomp, but probably almost enough to max out a second one. And to be fair, I have a lot of good Garchomps. Like, I already had like 200s. Two perfects fully evolved from the community day, or from before community day. So that in itself, if I really wanted, would keep me on the Candy XL grind for a while. But in addition, I got so many good ones, like a, a couple next to perfect shiny ones. No hundles on community day, let alone shundles, but pretty close. Got a couple guard chomps that were pretty good in IVs, but were water boosted already, so they were pretty high in level, so they're not even going to be that much candy to power up and yeah like for the entire community day i was pleasantly surprised to find out that the entire community day it was weather boosted all six hours of it there were some times that it was sunny and then it would swap over to there was just enough of a breeze for it to swap over to windy but gibble is ground and dragons so both my bases were covered for the entire six hours it was a hardcore grind but it was fun it's kind of it was it was just as much fun as Swabble Community Day, but in the complete opposite way. Like, Swabble Community Day was really fun from a casual experience with very little pressure. Meanwhile, with Gibble Community Day, I was just catch, 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 catch as quickly as I could. Just slowing down just enough to check on, like, the dollar bonus special research. Or do my photo shots for just the photo bombs and that. Didn't even, wasn't even like cleaning out my inventory as frequently as I normally do. I increased it a bit before Gibble Community Day. And like I I only recall hitting it twice. And one of those times I was just like, while transferring something, screw it. I'm just going to increase it a couple more. It's fine because like, I did not have to put any extra money into the game to increase the storage. It was just all coins that I had from before. Mostly because like I haven't really spent the in-game currency on anything in a long time. I don't even recall if any of it was just left over from the last time I put money into coins in the game. I can't remember the last time when that was. Wouldn't be surprised if it was like at least half a year. Definitely at least a couple months. And I think the number one reason why I wasn't too worried about increasing the storage was because I was planning on increasing the storage anyways for GoFest. And typically when I do put money into the game, I like to spend, I like to try and divide it up, have half of it go into quote-unquote permanent things, and the other half go into temporary things. Temporary things being like all the things you actually would want to spend your coins on, like lucky eggs, star pieces, raid passes, pretty much anything that actually gets value out of the game, but is gone after you use it. Meanwhile, like, 
mostly storage, honestly. I try to, like, delegate to the other half, just so, like, when I do make a purchase in this game, it doesn't just, like, feel them making the purchase and then, like, everything's gone. Something remains... Something remains even after I burn all those in-game items. And it just helps me feel better as a consumer. And so, like, I was going to put... point of all that as being, like, I was going to probably put some money into the game around GoFest to actually get more storage. So I pretty much just did this in advance. And when I actually do buy the in-game currency, if I do, I don't have to worry so much about doing that divide because I kind of already did the permanent part of the divide on in-game currency I just earned over time. And what did I say? I had like over 6,000 Gibble candy just for the six hours of playing. Pardon me, I just got turning my phone on now so I can go into more details on specific things I got. But so actually I think I'm going to step away for a bit again. I thought I was going to finish this up tonight, but I guess other things got in the way. Uh, see y'all in a sec though. And welcome back. Sorry it was, took so long to get back in the swing of this. But I don't know, just sometime after Gibble Community Day, I just hit a real big dry, dry spell. Tired was what I was going to say, but I think I meant tired spell. And I'm even still feeling a little drained now, but enough to commentate. So I just want to finish this up so I can finish editing it without regret. I believe I was about to talk about what I got out of the community beyond like raw statistics. And I think the easiest way to do that is to review the guard chomps I have. I still have Candle Drago. That was the perfect lucky guard chomp that I got a while back. Like it was already evolved, but even with having way more earth power guard chomps than I could possibly ever desire, I still decided to use an elite charge TM on Candle Drago. Mostly because, like, I just have so much sentimental value. And I was also able to justify it. Because it was a... The, it's the only perfect IV one I have. Well, one and two, but the other perfect IV, Garchomp, is also fully evolved. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to evolve a hundo that actually had Earth Power. But I got, like, shinies that were so close that it doesn't really even matter. In addition, like... I have this one water-boosted Garchomp that had, like... 14 and all IV stats that I was pretty happy with. Like, it's already beyond 35,000 CP, and I'm pretty sure I haven't put any candy into it yet. And I think this is the shiny that really stood out. It has IP spread of 14, 15, 14. So not quite a shundle, but, like, if I'm going to use it in raids, close enough. So that'll get maxed out eventually. And then, like, I guess I did evolve one of the luckies I had that had the same... IV spread. And there's also the best guard chomp that I had, which only downside was that it was so low CP, but it at least like gives me something cheap to slowly power up whenever I get field research tasks accordingly. And it's like perfect in everything except for the last one. I think it's defense is what they show last. No, HP. It's perfect in everything but HP. Also, even though I didn't save a hundo for community day, I apparently also saved, apparently I did save a great, pretty good Great League GBL one that I fully evolved. That reminds me, I also had a pretty decent Ultra League one that I actually caught during Community Day. Didn't get around to evolving that, mostly because like, I had stuck in my head that Master League was the only one I really cared about. 
but distractions, distractions aside. And the other guard chomps aren't too amazing. Like, I do get another shiny that has the 15, 14, 13 spread. And just two other pretty good guard chomps. I did get a little curious the way we can tell. Not think like just out of new guard chomps I evolved, like I evolved freaking eight. But in my defense, actually I have no defense. I I was trying super hard to be conservative with the candy and only evolve what I needed because I knew I would, unlike with a lot of Pokemon, I actually be able to use the candy for other purposes like candy XL conversion if I so desired in that. Even though I'm pretty sure just powering them up to 40, I have more than enough candy for. And I actually, for some reason, I've been procrastinating, finishing, maxing out my hundo. That'll happen eventually, but again, like, when tasks come in that tell you to power up a Pokemon, I find it hard to justify doing it before then, but maybe I should power up one or two, just so I have them for the rating scene and I'm not caught off guard when something can use a ground type and I have like 20 million guard charms but none of them powered up. Yeah, I think that's all of note that I haven't already talked about for Gibble Community Day. I unfortunately never did get around to actually swapping them with friends. Again, I haven't been feeling the greatest the past couple weeks so putting the time aside to actually meet up with people and trading hasn't been very high in priority, but I still have, like, freaking over 500 Gibbles, including the Shinies that I've been slowly trying to transfer over to home. I swear I'm going to be transferring Community Day Shinies over to home for the rest of my life because I'm too stubborn to just transfer them to the Professor and not have the, po not have the Pokemon elsewhere to, like, give away to someone else. In an ideal world... I have all my shinies from home that I don't need and go into home so I can like wonder trade them to people maybe I'll just like give them to friends if I can actually get back into stream consistently like do giveaways or even just use them as bargaining tools to finish up my national decks and hope that people actually care about them enough but with tangent aside yeah so as I'm recording this, like, it's only two days before Spotlight Hour and double transfer candies this thing. So, like, I can't keep holding on to 500 Gibbles candies. Like, especially because I was holding on to them this long. For the transferring, I guess it can be at my loss that I didn't get a few bit of extra candy XL that I could have gotten otherwise. Like, I'll probably keep, especially if it frees up 400 storage space, I could probably keep hundred and so gibbles just to swap with friends and save for the next one. I mean I did buy I do did increase my storage a lot. So that's the only reason I was able to horse so many gibbles in the first place and what I keep rambling at is that I gotta clear up some storage space for Goldfest. But I have so much to spare I'm sure I can come up with some sort of compromise between saving gibbles for when I can actually trade them for a candy XL with people. And having, like, so much storage space for GoFest, I don't have to worry about increasing it even more than I already have. Because I think I already rambled about this earlier. But I was okay with increasing it a little bit for Gibble Community Day, because I was going to need that space eventually for GoFest anyways. 
And it's lucky enough that I was hoarding my coins from Jimson Net for so long that I didn't even need to buy any more storage, despite the fact that I do intend to buy more coins sometime before GoFest to enhance, increase my enjoyment of GoFest. I know I'm perfectly be perfectly content if I don't, but I mean I don't I don't splurge on this game too often as it is. So I figure, like, if I'm going to ever splurge, this would be a good op- Go Fest would be a good opportunity to do so. Anyways, uh, I can definitely tell that I'm getting off topic because I'm at the end of things to talk about. So I'll wrap it up here. So someday we can get this out, hopefully before freaking Go Fest actually starts. Thank you all for tuning in for this edition of the Pokemon Go Fireside Chat. Take care. Yeah.